Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting, or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Oh yeah, episode 30 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. Today we're talking all about how to use PowerPoint. So straight up, let's clarify what we mean by that. This yes. is not about how to use the program. This is no. not slide design. No. This is use. literally standing in the room with your clicker. Presenting using the PowerPoint that you have created. Yeah. So one of the six key elements of presentations is PowerPoint. We generally mean th- visual aids in general, but PowerPoint is the easy one. It's the one that's most used and it's probably the best one to use most of the time. All right, so we'll break this into three sections. The first one being what you need to prepare beforehand. The second, what you need to do just before the presentation and then during the presentation. Where do you want to start? Like I always hear, let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. So let's talk about before uh, your presentation. Obviously there is a lot of preparation that needs to happen and That's what we would consider the design of presentation, the design of PowerPoint. All of that is a completely different topic. That's that's another few episodes in itself. But in that, the one thing I will say is the best way to give a better presentation with a PowerPoint is to first create a better presentation and then you create a better PowerPoint as a result of that. So that's kind of the big thing really beforehand is in in that design phase. So well before your presentation, Mm. after you've finished your design and everything, what you absolutely need to do is play it all the way through. Oh, yeah. Because I have been in a situation where I messed up my animation slightly and then my PowerPoint did something very different to what I expected it to do on the actual day. So making sure that you play it through and watch your animations, make sure that they actually make sense and are in the right order. Order. Yeah, so that dot point one comes up before dot point two, for instance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about before your presentation. This is like on the day, just before you're doing it. The biggest thing to plan for is to arrive early. Yep. And this is this is for like a zillion reasons. Partly because sometimes travel takes longer than expected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're planning to arrive dead on time, there's a chance you'll arrive late and that's just not cool. Um, so planning to arrive early and then it's going to be all about the setup of your presentation and your PowerPoint. I don't know how many times I've been in a presentation and it's like, all right, now we're going to hear from Kate and Kate's sitting at the back of the room and she picks up her laptop and goes, oh, can we plug my laptop in now? Mm-hmm. And your audience is sitting there for like a couple of minutes talking amongst themselves and now you've got a speaker who is like a little bit stressed because they're like, oh, is it HDMI? Is it VGA? Plug it in. Oh, it's not coming up. Have I got to press control F5? What is it? How do I make this happen? Has this got sound? And now it's like... And there's always the guy in the audience who's like trying to help and they're like, press F5. No, 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 press escape. Turn your volume up. And it's just so much... Faff. It's so much faff. It's so much extra stress for the presenter who in that moment should be in a moment of like calm and clarity. And the audience is just sitting there going, oh, why? So please... Arrive early. (laughs) And set up your stuff well in advance. Now, what does this include? Mm. For starters, it's thinking about your laptop position. Where are you actually going to have the laptop positioned so you can see it and your audience can see the screen? Because ideally, you want to be able to see it in front of you so you don't have to keep turning around and working out where you're up to on your slides. It's nice to just kind of see it in front of you 
and just be able to glance at it and not have any sort of doubt what, what slide you're on. Yeah, it's nice to be discreet that you can look down or ahead at your own laptop without having to, yeah, like I say, keep turning around and staring up there at the big screen. Yes, your laptop position can also depend a little bit on your stage position. Now, say stage, whatever your speaking area is, you know, the end of the conference room, um, that type of thing, because not all projectors are created equal. If you're in some sort of conference room, I have good faith that there is a projector hanging from the ceiling, which is Mm -hmm. like brilliant. But sometimes there is the projector, which is like on a table in front of you, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good because you can put your laptop right next to it. It's a really easy connection and you're looking at your laptop. The problem that that does raise, though, is now you've got this beam that's taking up like half of your stage, which does limit you to being outside of the projectors, a field of projection. So when you're setting up and you've plugged your laptop in, you know where it is, being aware of where on the stage you can stand without casting a shadow on the screen. Or getting the light in your face, in your eyes. Blinding yourself temporarily, yeah. So that's if it's on the on the desk. If you've got a projector hanging from the ceiling, the one thing you just need to look at is how far back towards the um, towards the screen you can move before it starts shining in your eyes. That's a bigger problem for you than yeah, me. Yeah, totally, totally lucky to be a short person there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just being aware of where on the stage that projector is going to get in your eyes or get in the way of the projection. Yeah. The third option, of course, is it's not a projector and it's some sort of TV, which means there is no dead part of the stage where, um, you know, you've got a beam of light. But again, you you do... Backlit, yep. Backlit, yeah. But with that one, you've got to be aware because generally if it's some sort of backlit projection, it'll be like a TV or something that in that case, you have to be aware of where you're standing so you're not in front of the actual screen because it's usually Mm. a little bit lower, maybe a little bit smaller than a projected display. Yeah. All right, so you've got your laptop and your stage set up. You're looking at your laptop screen. Here is something that I recommend you always do, and that is to use the presenter view in PowerPoint. Now, presenter view, um, so if you don't have presenter view on, all you're looking at is your own slide in front of you. You just have a copy of what's behind you, basically. Presenter view gives the presenter so many more tools to be in control of their presentation. So this is when your laptop in front of you is showing something slightly different to what's actually being projected on the display, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. so behind you is still just the slide. Yep. In front of you, what you see is you'll see your slide, uh, not filling the full laptop screen, because next to it is a picture of your next slide, which can be insanely helpful for knowing what's coming up next so you can lead into that next point. It also gives you presenter notes. Now, when we talk about taking words off the slide so you don't have you know too many words up there that the audience has to read, often putting them into the presenter notes so that it's just... It's your notes, right? Like, so instead of having maybe paper notes or having them up on the slide for the whole audience to see, only you can see them there associated with the slide that you're currently on. Presenter view really is a fantastic view to be looking at as a presenter to stay in control of your presentation. It also has a few other things in there, like a timer, which can just be useful for keeping track of time. But I would say if you're giving a presentation, you're looking at your laptop, use presenter view and thank me later. The other thing you need to make sure that you've done is set up your clicker. What is that called? Uh, I think it's technically called a slide advance. So a clicker. A clicker, yeah. (laughs) What everyone calls it. These are generally pretty easy to set up. You've got your USB bit that goes in your laptop and it kind of automatically connects, but not always. Sometimes it takes a few seconds to connect and it can be really frustrating when it doesn't do it immediately and you start to stress that maybe it's not going to work. Whereas if you've set it up beforehand, you don't have to worry about it. 
You can run the slideshow, you can walk away, press the button, make sure it works. Happy. That's it. And you can be confident that once you get up there, it's going to all just work. Some of them have a laser pointer in them too. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't have a clicker yet, we don't have access to one. It can be really useful. It gets you away from having to walk up to the laptop and press the next key. And they cost like less than 50 bucks if you want a cheap one. But that is a good point. If you don't have a clicker, again, being really mindful where you put your laptop Mm -hmm. so that if you need to click the space bar to advance to your next slide, it's not going to be too distracting. You don't have to cross the room or turn around or anything to actually reach your laptop. Um, Something I learned literally this month is if you have an Apple Watch and you're using a Mac, you can actually use your Apple Watch to advance your slideshow. Probably won't be your first choice of clicker, but hey, if you want a clicker and you don't have one, that will work. I'm pretty sure if you have an Apple Watch, you use it for whatever (laughs) you possibly can, whether you need to or not. Like, you have to justify that 700 bucks. There is a guy at my dad's work who plays music through his phone, through, like, I don't know, speakers of some sort in his office. <laughs> and um, if you walk into his office, he stops his music by, yeah, playing with his watch. Like, his phone's sitting right there, but, yeah, you've got to do it through the watch. You've got to use it. You've got to use it. <laughs> but if you've got an Apple Watch and you're running a Mac with Keynote or PowerPoint, go for it, you Apple lovers. <laughs> Purely speaking out of jealousy, because I don't have an Apple Watch. (laughs) All right, let's move on. So once you've set up everything, you've got two options. You can either start your presentation and you can have your first slide up on the screen. Yeah. And then you can choose whether you leave that slide up ready for you to start your presentation or you black it out and have it come up when you start. So that's a control on either your clicker or you can press B to do that, to bring it to a black screen. Alternatively, if there's a couple of people speaking and maybe you need to bring up multiple presentations, making sure that your file is open and you don't have to go and, you know, search for the file, file. go into the USB, making sure that it's open and ready just to be brought up and slideshow started. Yeah. If you're going to start with your first slide, it should probably be some sort of title slide, This is Kate Norris talking about the Articular Analyst. Having that slide there, so as people maybe are coming into the room or coming back into the room after something, it's clear what's about to happen. So that's when you can use that slide. Black slide, like a blank slide, before you get up to present, more useful if somebody's on before you or something's sort of happening that we don't want to know about the next thing just yet. So on the day of your presentation, in the little bit of time before you're actually presenting, make sure that you arrive early. That's really the big thing. Arrive early and get set up. Now, what does the setup mean? It means being conscious of your laptop position and where it's going to be, of the projector and what it's going to do, or if you've got a backlit arrangement. Stage use, how uh, that's all going to work, where you can move on the stage, what's going to be any sort of issue there. Making sure you absolutely use presenter view. And again, you can thank me later if you've never used it before. Test out your clicker or work out what you're going to do if you don't have a clicker and getting set up with whatever your first slide, whatever that first thing is going to be. So we're into it. Our clicker works, our presentation started. What are the things that we have to think about during our actual presentation? All right. The big thing to remember when you're presenting with a PowerPoint is to remember that you are the presentation, that that thing behind you is just your visual aid. It's just helping you communicate a message and just giving context to your audience. You're the presenter, right? You're the one who's up the front delivering your message and your ideas and your context and your recommendation and your stories. Don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight that people are there to see you. They're there to hear what you have to say. 
you know, graphs, charts, visuals. They're just supporting your presentation. Yeah. And the other thing to do with audience awareness and what they need, if you do have text on your slide, there's some sort of quote or passage that has to be displayed, that's fine. When you click onto that slide, give your audience time to read it before you start on the next thing, before you start speaking about whatever it is you want to talk about on that slide. Because if you're just speaking and they're reading, it's not going to work. They're going to want to read it. You can't help it. When text is put up on the slide, you read it straight away. Yeah, you do your best to read it. And if you're speaking at the same time, that's just not going to work. Yeah. So text, let them read, then continue. I don't know how many times I've been watching a TED talk and somebody will click up. Often it's a quote. I remember remember one in particular, he was flicking up pictures of the person and the quote next to them and then just did not pause. And remember like I'm, I'm staring at my computer screen and like this is a really interesting quote. What did he say? And having to go back and like, on the internet, I have the luxury of going back and, and listening to what he said. But when there's text and somebody's talking, they're not going to hear you. This does actually go the same for charts or graphs. Oh, yes, yes. You put that up. And I mean, I'm a big advocate of being able to read a chart immediately. Mm. But there still needs to be that allowance of time and of space for your audience to have a look what it's trying to tell you, absorb that, understand it, and then talk about it. All right. A really handy tool is knowing about the B key. B for Bravo or banana. Or blank, which is why it's B. Or black. It's probably not the banana key. (laughs) (laughs) Press the banana key. Okay, let's press the blank key. (laughs) And this literally turns your slides off for a moment. It Mm. just blacks it out. So if you've got something on your slide that is no longer relevant to what you're talking about and there's a little bit of a gap before your next slide... You can just turn your projector off for a second without having to stop your presentation and interrupt it like that. Most clickers, pretty much all clickers, will have a black key on it as well. Mm. So I should have put this in up early. But when you set your clicker up, make sure that you're really familiar with what all of the buttons do. There's generally play, forward, back, and black. They're fairly standard and then like a laser pointer. Some of them have a laser, yeah. Yeah. But knowing... What that blank control is, is really handy. Yeah, so it doesn't change anything. It literally just turns the light of the projector off. PowerPoint's still running. It's all it does, just black screen for a moment. Yeah, can be used really powerfully. And then on your clicker, normally you press the same button to bring the image back. Or if you're using like a keyboard, you can press any key to bring it back. Yeah. Can be really useful when there's that little bit of a gap or when you just want attention completely on you for a moment. Mm. Or if maybe there's a question asked. If there's some sort of, I'll call it an interruption, but it's like, okay, behind, we don't need the slide for this. I'm going to address this question real quick. Yeah. It's kind like, of you're parking your PowerPoint for a minute. Really is parking your PowerPoint. P for, B for park? It's B for banana. We decided that. Okay, right. Okay, something I see that is often a source of panic for presenters is, you know, anxiety is a little bit higher when we're speaking, a bit nervous. You want things to run really smoothly and you press the next button on your clicker or the keyboard and nothing happens. My advice is... Be patient. Sometimes it just takes a second, especially if you've been on the same slide for a while. You press the key, the computer has to think about it for a moment, and then it flicks over. Or the other thing is, clickers generally have a range of around 20 metres, but the further away you are to the source, the longer it actually takes, and it can take one or two seconds for that signal to get there and change the slide. So press the key once, be patient, you don't have to acknowledge it. Like we saw when we did the breakdown of Tracy Spice's talk, she acknowledged it. She went, oh, when the technology doesn't work or something, it was like, 
just just take a breath, love. <laughs> and you see it happen. People are like, oh, no, it's not working. So they keep clicking. They click it a few more times. It's like the mum move. My mum does that. You just like keep pressing the same button and then it... And then it wakes up and it's projected. It's a continued... Ten slides ahead <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, it's a mess. So just be patient. Give it a few seconds. If it doesn't do something after that time, then you need to do something else. Walk over to it and maybe press it once more. Click give the again. mouse a wiggle. Just be kind to it. Be patient. But don't just keep clicking. Because <laughs> if you're already a little bit flustered, it will just make that so much worse. Yeah. And sometimes we hear this as defense of not using PowerPoint because sometimes it's a technology fail and it takes time and it interrupts the presentation. And yes, it does if you're not prepared for it to take a moment and you let that distract you and distract your audience from what's going on. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about interacting with our PowerPoint. Yes, we talked about clickers before, have a few buttons including... Lasers. Yeah, you know, you see lasers sometimes. I'm not a big fan of the laser use, but hey, you know what? That's one way of interacting with your slides. If you want to like, you know, point out something or whatnot. I'm actually quite a user of often I will like walk up to the projection and physically like interact with it. You know, reach up and point at something or highlight something quite physically. And that's totally allowed. I don't see it done often. And I have heard advice to the contrary, which is like, you should never look at your slide. You should never look back at it and sort of acknowledge that it exists. It should just be there. And yeah, that works with some presentations. Actually, I'm going to say be wary of any advice that tells you you must or you must not. Yeah, absolutes in presentations and absolutes. speaking. Are, if you want to see somebody who interacts with their slides beautifully, like magically, this guy is the gold standard of not only how to present data, but how to interact with your slide is Hans Rosling. He's got quite a few TED Talks. And they're all presenting quite heavy data and animated graphs. In his later talks, he actually gets this, um, he gets like this black ball. I assume it's like a foam ball he's painted. And it's shoved on the end of this really long fishing rod. And so like he'll press play on the animation of this graph. He runs over, picks up this stick with a huge ball on it. So like it contrasts highly and you can see the end of it. And then proceeds on this huge projected screen, which looks like it's about 10 meters tall to like highlight and point out exactly what's going on as he sort of narrates what's happening. It's absolutely fantastic and works for that style of presentation. I think the point is, get creative. Don't just use your laser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be a bit fun. Add some personality into your presentation. Honestly, your audience wants you to do something a little bit different. Mm. So absolutely, you can interact with your slides once they're projected up there. Yeah. Make some sort of part of the presentation, I guess. Yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up the presentation section, how you interact with your slides. So if you've got text, so if you've got text or a graph, allow your audience time to absorb that, to read it, to understand it before you start speaking. Use the B key on your clicker or the laptop to black out your slide. Be patient. Don't get flustered if your slides don't change immediately. And think about how you interact with your slides, whether that's being creative or nothing at all. So in our workshops when we teach the effective design and use of PowerPoint, when we talk about use, this is what we mean. What happens on the day of the presentation? What happens when you're in front of those slides giving your presentation? So we talked up the front before your presentation about being familiar with your slides. On the day of your presentation is all about the physical setup, the positioning, the presenter view, the clicker, that type of thing, and making sure you arrive early. And then just now, as Kate said, during the presentation, what happens when you're standing in front of the slides? And as we always say, a successful presentation always comes from 
successful preparation. So it's really just worth being aware of and having a think about your PowerPoint. It is a key piece of communication when used well. So have a think about it. Be mindful around what your audience needs and how it's going to add to your presentation and PowerPoint will become a really powerful tool in your toolkit for communication. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast, where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. If you have any questions about presentations that you'd like us to discuss, get in touch by emailing us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information of this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week. Oh yeah, episode 30 of the Presentation Boss podcast, and today we're talking all about PowerPoint use. I think 30 is when we start to have the crisis. That worked so much better in my head. Let's start this again. (laughs) (laughs) I had this whole scenario in my head, it just... It was a good joke in my head. Don't worry, just keep going.